1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from wherever it is that you are listening. I want to welcome you to one of the last two episodes of Life Transformation Radio of the year 2019. So thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and International Best-Selling Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 74 countries, so whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing, we highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network Tuesday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Eastern Time. Join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio Community, and never miss an episode by subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, player fm radio public overcast cast box the himalaya app the google play music app and now we are available on pandora and here is a word from our end of year sponsor
0: hello everyone everywhere this is bob thibodeau with the kingdom crossroads podcast and you are listening to life transformation radio with my good friend sean douglas Be sure to subscribe to his podcast so you will not miss any of the upcoming episodes.
1: And be blessed in all that you do. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, podcasters, authors, basically amazing human beings that are impacting the world around them. And my guest today has done exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, call us up at 657 three eight three one one zero nine again the number is six five seven three eight three one one zero nine and with that it is my honor to welcome to the show marcus bird marcus welcome to life transformation radio
0: thank you sean it's great to be here
1: i am super pumped man tell everybody where you're calling in from
0: I am calling in from uh, sunny and very hot Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> it's been incredibly <laughs> hot here. Everybody in the United States, States is like,
1: what? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. We're right in the middle of summer, and uh, yeah, we've just come off the back of some incredibly hot weather and lots of uh, bushfires, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Do you think it's mind blowing to some people that when we think of Christmas, there's a lot of Christmas songs about white Christmas and all that. But here you guys yeah. are sitting at the beach, it's like super hot. And you're like, yep, never <laughs> gonna see one of those.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is quite uh quite bizarre. And it's great to come to the northern hemisphere and have a white Christmas. It's a it's a bit of a, a treat for us and and pretty special. But yes, we're uh, we're here on the you know, on the beach and uh relaxing in the heat.
1: Yeah. I I just for me, growing up in in one way uh, and how my mindset is, it would be completely backwards. It would just be like, I cannot even fathom snow in July and yeah. hot in December and January and February. Yeah. Like, like from what I know about seasons, it is yeah. literally the exact opposite in Australia. I just, I, oh man, I, I'd have to see it but uh yeah. i hear it i hear it's it, it's different when you go down there it's just a whole different kind of world
0: yeah yeah it's i mean it is really different and uh you know thankfully when i was younger i felt the same way about the opposite right about you know christmas it's snow and cold and uh, right. <laughs> and white that makes no sense at all and uh and then being in the australian ski team i got to spend you know years in winter i never had a summer for years so i had lots of christmases in the snow and I really I really got the the feel of it and, and really loved it. It's it's definitely a different feel
1: for sure. And I, and I think that's awesome that you're calling in from Australia. Uh got a very big following on the show from Australia, so very very cool. The title of this episode Excellent. is The Art of Making Shift Happen with wellness futurist Marcus Burm. As a wellness futurist, momentum expert, and peak potential coach, Marcus helps wellness business owners, subject matter experts, and entrepreneurs to build thriving companies and thriving lives. After helping thousands of people globally, Marcus noticed that those that thrive crave success. As the owner of Wellness Leadership Academy and with over 35 years' experience in business, Marcus helps audiences to reignite their desire to want to make success happen fast. He has a Master's of Entrepreneurship and Innovation, Diploma of Health Sciences, and is a qualified results coach, positive counselor, and kinesiologist. Marcus has been an international downhill ski racer, private pilot, and runner-up in the International Business Planning Awards. Marcus guarantees you that he will reignite a part of you that you have lost or might not have even known you have. You will move faster than the speed of disbelief, break through your terminal velocity of success, and embrace the power of possibility to make success happen. As author of The Three Minute Coach, Marcus shows you how to pop an insight to achieve success and build the greatest business and life possible. His website, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn are right there in the show notes. Connect with them, send him a message, and let him know that you heard his episode of Life Transformation Radio. Marcus, the first question that I have to ask, and I believe is the most important question that we could ever ask ourselves, is why? Why (laughs) do you do what you do?
0: Why do I do what I do? You know, I think I have I have this burning, crazy, burning desire to um, to really want to live life on purpose. I imagine, you know, every moment possible, and experience everything that life has to offer. You know, through a whole lot of you know various experiences I've had, I you know I I've certainly realised that disconnection is absolutely rife, and and so for me. The reason I do what I do is to you know apart from the obvious family you know stuff and 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 building a life for my family, it really is about living life on purpose
1: mm, living life on purpose, and what does that mean for you to live life on purpose? I feel like success, living a life of abundance uh, yeah. i mean you could literally. You you could probably literally be subjective in every single thing nowadays. You know, yeah. it means so many different things to people. You know, it my does. version of success is if I set out a goal and I achieve yeah. said goal, I'm yeah. a success. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of times what Absolutely. we hear in business is that, well, if you don't have a million dollar business, then you're not successful. Well, some yeah. people are yeah. perfectly happy of having a $500,000 a year business. Absolutely. They don't need a million dollars. So talk to us no. about what that means.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I think success for me is measured by, um, not by wealth and, and, you know, how much money you have in the bank necess- you know, necessarily, and for some it is, and that's absolutely fine. I think for me it's about, you know, depth of connection and, and um, you know, how the people around you and how they respond to you and how you respond to them, and at a deep level it's about, it's about care. And so, um, you know, success for me is the depth of, you know, care that you can provide and give and, and receive and um, and really that, you know, that depth of connection. I think when you do that really well, money is a byproduct of it, you know, and I, I, that's what I often consider when I'm talking to people in business and helping them to, you know, grow a business, it's, it's, you know, money is a byproduct of, Um, of what you're doing. It's not necessarily the main focus of what you're doing. You know, if you're out there sharing your magic with the world, if you're out there connecting deeper with people and, and, and helping others to live a life on purpose or helping others to move to, you know, to wellness, then I think that's, that's success.
1: I love it. Absolutely. Love that, man. Yeah. Well, the show is all about transformation And I believe there's a lot of transformational moments that happen in our lives that direct our steps, that change our beliefs. And with each transformational moment, you know, we grow through those moments. Yeah. So talk to the audience about one of your transformational moments that literally puts you on the path to what you're doing today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know the most profound transformational moment I had, which was actually a two-year moment <laughs> rather than one Good. astounding <laughs> moment in time. Awesome. It was it was, a, it was a two-year transformational moment, um, and uh, and it was probably the worst experience yet, the best experience in my life. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and so I was um, like like a lot of people. I, I was a corporate Jedi. I, I was climbing the corporate ladder and, uh, you know, I, I had a, a really great job working for a national company as a national manager of many staff and, and I traveled a lot around the country and, um, and I remember one day sitting in my corner office being very um, proud of myself at how well I was doing. You know, I had, the, I had the right European sports car in the garage, I had the right wife, I lived in the right suburb, I had all the right friends, I had the right job, everything was perfect. Um, However, I realized everything was perfect based on someone else's opinion of what perfect was, which is my father, right? Mm. Everything was perfect based on my parents' expectation. And I I sat in my desk one day, and I, I think I got so proud of myself and so egotistical that I even put my feet on the desk. I leant back, and I said, look at me. Look at how good I'm doing. And something hit me in that moment. And I put my hand on my heart, and I said, there has to be more than this. And two weeks later, I gave myself chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, and, uh, and after many, many doctors, you know, took copious quantities of blood and, um, you know, continually came up with the same response, which is nothing's wrong with you. You just need to rest. And every time I rested, I, you know, I got worse and worse and worse to the point where I could no longer work anymore. And I can remember coming home that day, the last day of my job. Uh, um, not because I didn't want to work in the job, not because I didn't want to do that, but because I couldn't, like I physically couldn't and emotionally couldn't do it. And I remember walking in the house and up until this moment, I'd been a pretty manly sort of man. I didn't cry a lot. I didn't connect with emotions a lot. (laughs) And I walked into the house and I think I cried probably for five or six hours straight. (laughs) Um, wow. Because all of a sudden my dream, what I thought was my dream, what I thought was my destiny it had vanished, like had been taken away from me. Um, and so, um, and so after, you know, after a very short period of time, I realized that the only person who was going to heal me was me. And I had to start going on a journey of self-discovery. Um, and that was a journey of discovery of who am I, what am I here for? What, what is all this really all about? What's <laughs> you know, and especially what's my illness about. Um and initially, I, I was like, "Well, no one can heal me. Like, no doctor can heal me. So, what can I do?" And, and really, at the time, the only thing I could do was meditate because I couldn't watch television, I couldn't speak to anyone on the phone, I couldn't go outside my house, I couldn't barely could get out of bed. Um, and so, I meditated for hours and hours and hours every single day, and uh, and and just started on this incredible healing journey. Wow.
1: Very cool, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, yeah, I mean, I get those healing journeys, and there's been so many times where I've talked to somebody and I said, Well, what do you think was that moment? And it always starts so low, you know, it always starts yeah. with, Well, yeah. there I was, <laughs> you know, like I don't think anybody <laughs> says, Well, I built a million dollar business because I had a six figure business and I decided to go to seven and I was doing so well that I just it's always there's a no. theme right it, yeah. uh, we're yeah, transformed right, right. in the lowest moments of our life but so mm. many people want to run from those and i tell yeah. people to grow from yeah. those don't run from those grow from them
0: don't just go yeah. through a moment
1: grow from it
0: yeah I, I agree. I love that. I think that's brilliant. I think it's really brilliant. I think, you know, as part of that, it's about really connecting in with the moment. You know, what is this here to teach me? And and that's what I had to do. I had to dive deeply into that horrible question of what is this here to teach me? What am I here to learn from this experience? And how can I take, you know, suck the marrow out of this, this moment, even though it's a horrible moment, even though I was in, you know, frustrated, depressed, in my life because I couldn't do the things I normally could do, I couldn't operate as a normal human being. Um, but I had to make that decision to go, okay, I need to take the most out of this experience, and learn what this is about for me. That's the only way I'm going to heal.
1: Hmm. So, you, so there was a lot of depression, a lot of work that needed to be done. That's what I got out of that. Was I heard? The, yeah, well, I, I, I heard definitely. depression. I heard.
0: Yeah, I I think, you know, I had a lot of anxiety and, and I, you know, was I, I wasn't clinically depressed per se, but, but, you know, not being able to do the things that you, a normal human being can do, socialize, watch television, listen to the radio, talk to friends, go out of your house, like actually leave the house, you know, gets right. you into a depressive state, you know, um, and, uh, you know, a lot of doctors along the way wanted to give me antidepressants and things like that. And I was like, no, that's not. I, I'm, I know why I'm depressed, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, obviously, if, if that's needed, that's needed. But, but for me, it was like, I know why I'm depressed. And I, and I know sort of the journey I'm on with that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I was probably more sad, frustrated, and, and, uh, you know, concerned more than anything. And I think that leads to that feeling of being sad. Right. And, and we can call yeah. it depression, but I I wasn't. I don't think I was clinically depressed, you know. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sort of upplay it because, you know, depression is obviously a very serious, you know, it can be a very Mm -hmm. serious issue. Um, But I was definitely sad.
1: Yeah, for sure. So the title of the episode and after that transformation is the art of making shift happen. So how did Marcus Bird make shift happen?
0: I think, yeah, I think if, you know, if we're sitting there and we have a desire, so so in that moment, I had a desire to be well, right, to be functional again as a normal human being. And I think when we have a desire to change our environment or to move from one place to the other, we have to shift a whole lot of things or, or we have to shift our our position. So physically, we have to shift and mentally, we have to shift and emotionally, we have to shift. So, so we have to move to make something else happen because what helped us to get here today is not going to help us to get there tomorrow. And whether that's going from chronic fatigue, sickness to wellness, whether it's going from a $200,000 a year business to a $2 million a year business, <laughs> something has to change. Shifts have yeah. to happen. Otherwise, otherwise it's going happen of habit to a large degree and the habits that got us to here in this moment so even for you and i right now are not the habits necessarily that are going to get us to the moment maybe we want to be at whatever that dream desire is for someone we have to so i think for me um you know there were there were three key things that helped me to shift you know the first is i had to get really aligned with um with with me and where i was wanting to head right so get really deeply connected with with the desire and with um well firstly with myself and who who am i and then to follow where that took me the second was to then believe that i was good enough worthy enough to actually have that shift or make that shift happen and the third thing is that i had to um I had to really crave the result. I had to um, really want that result to happen. Um, and, uh, and I really had to, you know, have a deep, deep, deep desire, conviction um, to, you know, to want to make that, that thing happen. And I think, you yeah. know, a lot of the time we don't – I see, you know, I see a lot of people um, who come to me to say, hey, Marcus, I want to create a different reality in my business, in my life, you know, because a lot of the things we do is help people to create a lifestyle and to create a business that wraps around their lifestyle, not a lifestyle that wraps around their business. Um, and I think, Oh, you know, that's is, huge. Yeah. <laughs> that's say Shall that again. Cause I, <laughs> that like, I got
1: chills, my man. I got, I got yeah. chills. You said a lifestyle, not a lifestyle around the business. Say that again. Cause I was like, yeah, I yeah. got chills just listening to that.
0: So, so, the key is to to develop a business that wraps around your lifestyle, not a lifestyle that wraps around your business. Mm. Because I think when we, go, we, when we go to work in the corporate land, right, when we go to work mm-hmm. with someone else, we tend to have to wrap our lifestyle around the work, right? So, we've got to go, you know, work from nine till five, we get a couple of weeks holiday a year, and we have to wrap our, our lifestyle around those parameters. Yep. And, and I think for me, that's not life, <laughs> you know, that's doing what you have to do and that's absolutely perfectly okay. But I think what we want to do, especially if you go into business, because I think a lot of people go from sort of corporate land and they go, wow, I'm going to go and start my own business because I've seen a whole lot of cool videos on YouTube and it's really easy. I'm going to go and do it. Or in my case, you know, you have a life-changing experience, right? And you, you retrain, right? So I retrained in wellness and obviously then went out and started my own wellness business. But I think a lot of people go out and start a business thinking that, oh, wow, I'm going to have a whole lot of freedom. It's going to be really amazing. It's going to be fantastic. And, you know, I'm not working for the man or the woman any longer, and I'm not a slave to society. I'm going to have my own, you know, create my own life. And what they end up doing is just buying another, another job, right? And, and, again, they have to wrap their lifestyle around their business. And, and the, the crazy thing about it is running a business is often more time-consuming more stressful than going and working for someone else, right? Mm-hmm. So, so for me, the key is do the opposite. You've got to create a business that supports a lifestyle, um, and, oh, uh, I and that's got to that. be one of the the big shifts, right? That's got to be one of the first shifts, especially if you're running a business. You know, if you're listening to the show and you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, um, you know, the, the key focus has to be, you know, creating. A business that works for your life you know one of the things i get people to do at the start of every year when they're planning their year is to place their holidays into the calendar first right that's the very first thing they do is place your mm-hmm. holidays the time you want with the, the people you love the most place that in your calendar first then wrap everything around that <laughs> or start to wrap everything around that Ha. Huh. and i think that's the key Man, that
1: was that just that blew my wig back. I'ma tell you what. Because think about it. I mean, how many people think of, I mean, I'm I'm literally like, oh my gosh, right now. How many yeah. people get so just so depressed? It, yeah. The business isn't working for them. Uh yeah. everything is, is going to, to crap. It's not working. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. um
1: Oh, man. And, and it's just, it, or you hear, it takes up my, a lot of my time. Oh, man, right. it takes up so much of my time. I didn't know it was going to take up so <laughs> much time. I didn't, yeah. How how would I know this? Uh, yeah. Because you didn't wrap the business around the lifestyle.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're you get carried away with of you. Yeah, yeah. And I think often people get carried away with making, you know, making money and making ends meet. You know, I think that Mm -hmm. distracts people a lot. And I get that it's important for sure. You have to make ends meet, right? You have to keep a house over your head. You have to do the things that you have to do. But I think we get, you know, especially as men, I think men get carried away with the money aspect and focusing on the money. I know I have for sure. It's definitely one of the things I've been guilty of. And I think, uh, you know, I think the end of the year, it's really probably pertinent that we're doing this show right now because I think at the end of the year, it's a really great time to sit back and and recalibrate um, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. Um, and this is the realignment process I was talking about. You know, the three things of, you know, align, believe, and crave are, are circular. You've got to keep doing it because, business can be all consuming and can suck you into this sort of black hole void. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and you go, Oh my Mm -hmm. God, I just became a slave to my business. How did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, I remember
1: Um, my mom, um, has been an entrepreneur, uh, over 10 years. I mean, she had, she started off in the, in the nursing field. And I remember a lot of the doctor's offices that she worked for and she started off as, um, as a phlebotomist, you know, she's the person right. that takes the blood and, you know, at the doctor's yeah. office, whatever, and then became a nurse. And then as my sister went to college and I started getting into the military, my mom was, like, I'm going to go back to school. I only got one kid left, you know, so uh, it wasn't, you know, that big a deal.
0: Hmm. So
1: it turns out that my mom decided to own her own business, my uncle, my aunt, you know, my sister, like we own our own businesses. We're, we're, we have a family of entrepreneurs, and yeah. I remember my mom would come on air quote right now, vacation.
0: Mm. My
1: sister lives in South Carolina. I live in North Carolina and she would come to visit us and she'd bring half of her office. It seemed like down. Mm. I'm like, what are you doing? She's oh, I got some charts to do and I got this to do. And I was like, well, we're going to yeah. go like horseback riding and we're going to go to the beach. And we're going to go. Oh yeah. You guys just go, just go. I got to finish this up. I'm like, what is the point of coming here? If you're just going to be on your, be on work. If all you're going to do is do charts and this, this, and this, and this, like, what are you doing? And uh, she ended up selling the business and then becoming Mm -hmm. a consultant because she created a home healthcare business. And in Mm -hmm. her first two years, she was the top 25 home healthcare business in Michigan. Wow. I think the first year, I think she was like top 20, I think was top 20. I think. Yeah. And then I know for a fact, her second year she was like eight or nine. She was close to ten in her mm. second year, right? I mean, that's unheard of. Mm. And uh, and she's rivaling up against these these other companies, but she does something differently differently than everybody else. Is she actually uses empathy and teaches the patient how to care for themselves while she's caring mm. for them. Nice. she would teach Perfect. them, hey, this is why I'm doing yeah. what I do. This is the needle, yeah. this is this is this, this, this is what this is. This is what's going to help and this mm. if you do this. and she would give mm. them instructions. Call me anytime. Nice. I'm here for you no matter what you need, you know. And so she created a a family network of of nurses and she was getting referrals like crazy. <laughs> wow. But yeah. She was the person who it took all of her time because she didn't want to hire out anybody. Yeah. Like, mom, you've yeah. got to hire people. You have got yeah. to hire more nurses. You have got nobody'll do it like me. Yeah. Nobody'll do it like me. Bull crap. You've not. got to hire more people. <laughs> I know. Hire office yeah. staff. If you don't hire yeah. anybody else, hire a marketer, hire an assistant, hire a secretary, yeah. hire someone to file charts. Yeah you know like yeah. she never would she never would and then yeah. finally she hired yeah. two nurses and an assistant and then boom she was she was growing like crazy and again she yeah. tried to take more on i said nope yeah. not no more so then yeah. she ended up selling it and now she's a consultant for home health care businesses which which yeah. she loves so yeah, which is great yeah, oh man i, I tell Damn. you what there's been times where she's like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night working on the business i'm like
0: oh yeah no yeah and I think, you know, you've got to keep connecting into why, why, what's driving the behaviour, right? Because I think, um, you know, I, I think when you're looking to make shift happen, one of the things you have to do, one of the abilities that you have to master is the ability to change perspectives. And, and that's to be able to see things from a different angle. You know, that question you asked your mum about, you know, um, you've got to employ staff or you've got to have, you know, other people doing the doing so that you don't have to do as much. And her comment was, I can't do that because they won't do it as good as me. It, you know, it's a classic getting sort of caught in 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 a state of being that doesn't allow expansion, doesn't allow shift to happen, right? Mm. and the right. key question I get people to ask because our brains are uh, tend to get a bit hardwired even though they that they're elastic, they tend to get hardwired and so when you ask them a question and they give you a dead answer, which is I can't do that, that's not possible, or do you know what I mean? Which all they're saying is I can't see the way or I don't want to change or whatever it is. One of the, one of the questions I find is really helpful to break through because the brain is an incredible organ that is designed to solve problems, right? Yep. That's one of its primary purposes, is to, to solve an issue or a problem. But you've got to give it the right question to do that. If you don't give it the right problem to solve, it'll make problems, right? So the key question I get people to ask is, what if it were possible right so so in in your mum's case it's like you know okay so you need to employ staff no I can't do that okay stop for a second ask your brain the question but what if it were possible what if it were possible to employ staff and they were to do the same job as good a job as you what if that were possible and what I find is the brain then starts on the track of solving the problem right and the problem is what if it were possible? Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting question. What if it were possible? And the brain starts giving you solutions around, well, okay, if it were possible, this could happen and that could happen. You could do this, you could do that. And all of a sudden you start to change perspective. You start to shift the position that you're in, the place that you're in and new things, new opportunities open up for you.
1: I was instantly, as, as I was internalizing and taking a Recently, so I said that, oh man, I I really wish that that would happen, and I don't know, and you know, and it is uh, going into 2020. I was I was talking to the wife, and I said, how awesome would it be? Because I've reached 10k months uh, plenty yeah. of times in in
0: 2019.
1: Yeah, I said, man, how how awesome would it be to make 20k months multiple times in 2020 yeah you know how how awesome would yeah. that be and yeah. as you're as you're sitting and i told her i was like oh man i'm gonna work extra hard i don't know i gotta check my <laughs> systems gotta make sure everything's yeah. fired on all cylinders like people yeah. sometimes are like oh you have to have a funnel you're never gonna make a million dollars without a funnel well i have plenty <laughs> of people making money without funnels uh yeah, you need yeah. this one thing nope i know plenty of people that are making money without that one thing I yeah so as you were saying this and I asked myself internally in my head, you know, I'm visualizing, I'm like, what if yeah. it happened? What yeah. if I was invoicing and what if I was working? What if I was getting paid? Yeah. 20k yeah. months. You know? Yeah. And you know what happened? Yeah. This was my reaction. I got goosebumps. Yeah. And the hair stood up on the back of my head and on my yeah. neck. And yeah. and my heart beat really fast. Yeah. And it's almost the same reaction as you would get before you walk on stage.
0: Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that
1: excited nervousness scares stuff. Yeah. Or if you're watching a scary movie and you know damn well that that scary guy, the killer is in the closet and she's about to open a closet. <laughs> like mm. you're like don't yeah, yeah. open that no yeah right and you're yeah. like yeah oh my god or, or you know that something scary is about to happen in the movie you're like oh my god and you get that mm. cringe face and the pillows yeah. goes over your eyes you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah. and you know what's <laughs> gonna happen that is the yeah. feeling i got just now when you said what if it happened
0: yeah what if it were possible
1: yeah what if it was possible
0: what if it were possible. oh my
1: gosh i literally yeah. like I don't know if it was a scared feeling. I don't know if it was a nervous, excited that that would be possible for me. I yeah. don't not think that it's not possible for me. Like, like I think that that would happen, but now I'm kind of questioning my beliefs. Like, yeah. Like you always get that impo- like not not, you know, like the imposter syndrome, like, am I good enough? Whatever. Like I already know all that. I'm already way past the process syndrome. I've already built four businesses. Yes. I know I'm good yeah. enough. Yeah. But, what would that look like is it possible and and, yeah. and i know that i know how hard i've had to work mm-hmm. to get consistent 10k months i yeah. know how hard i've had to work yeah man do i really want to work harder <laughs> or maybe i just got to raise my prices yeah. i don't know maybe it could be simple as raising my prices but i totally i don't know i got excited nervous scared like all at the same time yeah yeah
0: so the key is to ask well what if it were possible to make twenty thousand dollar month with ease and grace like, what if that were possible? What if the next $10,000, oh so from 10K a month to 20K a month, what if the next 10K was twice as easy as the first 10K? Right? What, if that were the, what if that was your reality? Right? I need to make it, that happen. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so we, make, we, we step into that possibility, right? And this is where I talk about the power of possibility is about stepping into that reality and being with that reality right, aligning yourself with that reality, believing that reality is absolutely possible and true, and then going out and crave that reality, like make that shit happen, sorry, pardon my friends, make that happen, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about I making it. that reality happen, and there's no reason why you can't, there are lots of people on the planet right now making millions of dollars a year, working a couple of days a week if you're lucky, sure, We're we're, we're at the most incredible time in in, in, in a a commercial sense, you know, like just incredible opportunities are right there in front of us um, to make extraordinary amounts of money with no qualifications, with no experience, with no, you know, with barely anything. Um, It's never been more possible now. And I think, you know, there's been a really big journey and a big shift to put the power back into the hands of the people. You know, um, Uber did that, for example. Um, you know, there, there's a whole lot of examples of, of the sort of power returning um, to the people. It's happening in wellness, right? Right now, it's incredible what's happening in wellness to return the power back to the people and take it out of, you know, the hands of whoever. Um, and I think that's what this is a bit about. You know, it's about giving you the power to step into a life that you love and that, that you know, that grows a business that supports your lifestyle. Mm. so so i yeah so now I, how I, I <laughs> yeah <laughs> now the question I is how, and, and I how do you, make that happen? you you making that 20k a month you know while spending lots of time with your family you know i think that yep. that's you know that's the key um and so uh and so the you know one one ability or skill that you're going to need to master is the ability to change perspective which is to be able to see things from different angles. And this is where mentors and coaches and watching other people and seeing their reality helps, right? Because they can help change perspective uh, and help you to achieve what you want to achieve. You know, the other one you've got, other school you've got to master is, is to overcome drag, right? Those things, in that the self-talk that tells you you can't or it's not possible or... You know, again, we often get into these patterns. And I think one of the patterns a lot of men have is that, or well, a lot of people have, not just men, but a lot of people have is that, you know, to make $1, you've got to expend X amount of energy, right? There's there's this crazy equation that we've all bought into that says, you know, 1 plus 1 equals 2, right? An hour of my time is worth, you know, a $100. That's how I make a $100, right? So, <laughs> um Okay. Whereas that's not true. The actual calculation is one plus one can equal whatever you want it to equal It doesn't have to do that So so sometimes we have to break out of that and sometimes overcoming drag is about that belief system that you know To to be worthy of earning $20,000 a month I have to bust my you know backside to you know, and I have to expend you know a hundred hours a week to make the 20,000 so So overcoming drag is really about making sure that you're overcoming those belief systems, those thoughts inside your head, those things that tell you it's not possible or it's only possible if you do a certain thing, right? Um, And and none of that's true. Um, Then obviously change perspective. And the final one is to generate momentum. Yep, learn the skills of generating momentum um, because that's that's the other key component here that's going to help you to go from 10K to 20K.
1: Got um it. I like and, that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think all the while you've got to keep realigning with what's important to you. You've got to believe that it's truly possible, right? Not not that it's possible to make 20k because you can, you believe that, right? You've run lots of businesses before. I think yep. for you it's about oh, yeah. it's about believing you can do 20k only working x amount of hours, right? So that you've got right. you know the rest of the time to be with your family. That's the shift for you. I think that's the shift that needs to happen: is is that belief mm-hmm. around how to, you know how do I do the twenty k without killing myself, um, and then then really connecting deeply with with the the craving of making that happen, not making twenty thousand happen, but the craving of making twenty thousand happen in the way you want to make twenty thousand happen. That's the key, you know. And we spend a lot of time as humans craving the wrong things. You know, we're all caught up in. In, in craving the wrong things, and, and through my experience, and I've worked with thousands and thousands of small business owners, entrepreneurs, um, and and I think you know the one common denominator between those that really make it happen and those that you know only get halfway there is is how much they want it. Right? And I know this sounds mm, simple, and it yep. might sound rude and offensive to some people, but but I got to tell you. 20,000 it's the way 20,000 appears right they they crave that so deeply that it, it just can't not happen like it just has to happen right it can't not happen and I and I see that whereas I see a lot of people say they want it but they don't want it badly enough to do the things that they have to do to make it happen you know there was I often share a story about Aaron Ralston. I'm sure you've probably heard the story of Aaron Ralston, who fell fell down a ravine and got his arm caught between a rock and you know the ravine wall. And eventually, after two or three days, there was a whole movie about this. But after two or three days, he had to make the decision to cut his own arm off to survive. Oh
1: yeah, uh, uh, Jason Franco. Jason Franco right. played the guy who cut his yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Sure. Aaron Ralston. Was was like, why does that sound
1: so familiar? Yeah yep.
0: yeah that's right. There was a whole movie on it. But but he, you know, and I know this is an extreme example, but he craved living like he thought of his family and thought, I have to get out of here. He craved it so much that he cut his own arm off, right? So when I say to people, some people say to me, you know, come to me and say, oh, Marcus, I want to make a million dollars a year in wellness, doing my wellness magic and the thing I'd love to do. And I go, that's great. That's a really great ambition. But are you willing to cut your right arm off to have a million dollars a year? And people go, no, I'm not. I go, okay. So what are you willing to do? <laughs> right? Because (laughs) you might not actually have to cut your own arm off, but you are going to have to do certain things, right? doesn't mean you have to work hard or long hours, but you're going to have to do certain things. You're going to have to overcome a mindset. You're going to have to have a mindset shift. You're going to have have to have emotional shifts. You're going to have to, you know, maybe change the way you do things. And and people really don't like changing. (laughs) Even though change is inevitable, right? Change is one of the only things we can be 100% sure of, that things will change. You know, things will definitely change. Um, and and paying do, taxes. <laughs> well, and paying taxes and debts, right? Let's not get too <laughs> right. more Um right. but, but change is going to happen. And so definitely. the best thing, just embrace change and, and move with it. Uh, and so many people don't want to shift. They get caught yep. in same old, same old, because it's safe, right? It's familiar. Yep. It's safe. Um, it's not scary and it's like no to make shift happen you have to get out of your comfort zone you have to aim for something different and do something different otherwise nothing's going to change and again you don't have to work harder you don't have to work more hours you don't have to do any of that stuff but you do have to shift (laughs) you have to change how you think you have to change how you feel and you have to change what you're doing
1: sure absolutely and there's many many books on this. you know, the the mindset and and everything else that it takes to to generate, you know, uh, that type of, of lifestyle and income. And uh, as we close, what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity. We've got about four minutes left. So take yeah. about 30 seconds and plug whatever it is that you want to plug. This is your moment <laughs> to shamelessly plug your programs, products, services, anything that you want the audience to know and to do with this episode. Shamelessly plug go
0: okay so um what i'd love to do is um is give people some sort of free training that we offer and uh and there's a free master class that i ran last year especially for wellness professionals uh all about how to really how to share you know find identify sort of pinpoint your magic package up that magic promote it out in the world and create a business that wraps around your life, not a life that wraps around your business. So people can go to wellnessleadership.net forward slash masterclass forward slash. So that's wellnessleadership.net forward slash masterclass forward slash. <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah.
1: For, okay. Give the website one more time just so we have it.
0: Yeah. It's uh, wellnessleadership.net N-E-T, forward slash masterclass. And uh, yeah, and or they can connect with me on any of the social media platforms below. Sure. Um, I'm always happy to answer questions and, you know, support people who, you know, are wanting to make a shift.
1: There you go. So, what I want to do as we close the show is give the audience a takeaway. What is the yeah. one takeaway that if they listen to nothing else, from this show if they take away nothing else but right here in this moment what is the one takeaway
0: i think the one takeaway um is to focus on next and let me explain that really briefly often what we do is we tend to focus either on the past or the future we're either future forwarding miles out or we're regurgitating the past of what has happened what you know and then we regurgitate that into the future there's a lot of chat about focusing on the moment of now right and being really present but I think it's more about focusing on the moment of next which is what do you want to create in the next moment what is that desire so every moment that I'm I'm stepping into I'm thinking about how do I want to be in the next moment right I want to be excited I want to be inspired I want to be happy I want to be joyful whatever that might be just focused on on that next moment what do you want to create in the next moment because creating something down the track happens by focusing on the next moment. <laughs> Not necessarily, you know, once you've planned, which I think is really important to do, you've got to do your planning. Once you've planned, then the key is to come back into sort of now and focus on the next moment. What do I want to create in the next moment, the next moment, the next moment, the next moment. And that will end up helping you just create exactly what you want by the end of next year.
1: I love it. Moment to moment. My takeaway is that create a business around your current lifestyle rather than try to mold your lifestyle to a business. Absolutely. Got it. Nailed it. Love it. (laughs) Marcus. Thank you so much. That literally, when you said that I literally, my body was like, Oh, like I got chills. I was like, wow, that was huge. Say that again. My gut instinct just erupted um, with excitement when you said that. So that was super cool, man. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And uh, I wish you the best in 2020, my friend.
0: Likewise. Look forward to catching up with you again soon.
1: Perfect. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest
0: impacting the world
1: around him. If anything resonated with our conversation today about the art of making shift happen, connect with him and Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, website is wellnessleadershipacademy.com or go to marcusbird.net, connect with them, and let them know that you heard his episode of Life Transformation Radio. And with that, I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart, and I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.